Oh, I like that. A church right next to the game game room. Yes, there goes Todd walking by with his nurgles and they're like, oh, for shame. There you go. <laughs> you walk by with your demons and greater demons. and I mean, grow, growing up in the Midwest, churches, you just went to churches. I mean, I grew that's up. That's all that starts to do that. Yeah, I grew up religious. and But even then, churches in a shopping plaza always weirded me out. But that's yeah. the thing now. Have you, you know the Kmart that was over there on Sunset? That's a church now. Like, oh well, my like god! Box. I just, I just a massive box church. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a max massive box. I was like yes. aisle three for Cain and or like uh, <laughs> <laughs> aisle three for the Gospels. Blue. Do you need King James Bible? That's aisle fourteen. Blue Enlightenment <laughs> special. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, underwear? Oh, that'll be in aisle four. Watch Corinthians. Hill Isle. Watch Isle 3. Corinthians. Their priests are down that way. <laughs> Keep your boy over here. Everyone turn Ooh. to two Corinthians. <laughs> that seems right for a Kmart church. Yeah, really. But have you noticed that? Like all the old box offices have gone out of business or moved or whatever. They're all tra- changing into like gigantic churches now. Yeah. Notice that. There you go. Well, what else is profitable? Picking up. The economy is picking up. That's right, dude. Ne- I, next step, God Emperor. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. I, uh, it's really funny. I have a, I have a, uh, what the hell? I'll get political. Oh, here he comes. No, oh. I have a, I have a Trump Nick friend who's always talking about uh, this great economy. In fact, we were doing a thing. A couple months ago, uh, you explain to him the economy is like an ocean liner, and it takes I, forever to steer it to the pro- proper and, way. And I, uh, I no socialism is beyond him. But um, <laughs> we had a we had a gig a couple months ago. Our character was like stressed out because you know the bank was uh, in trouble. The bank we worked for, and he would make comments like, "Man, if you have a bank that's in trouble in this economy, you're doing a pretty bad job." He worked. He worked for, I won't say specifically what, but he, he worked for two companies that did the same thing, and he did the same job in both companies, is sort of part-time at one, part-time at another, because, of course, in this great economy, the neither company was hiring full-time. Both companies are no longer in business, <laughs> and he actually he actually goes, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. They, they, one of them could still be open. It doesn't make any sense that they're both out. I just found out today he's been living out of his car for several for several months. But that doesn't make any sense. And I'm just and and I'm just sitting there and he is full on this great economy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Geek Shock number five hundred twenty seven. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. Oh shit, I it's very <laughs> quiet. Wait. <laughs> What the hell what happened? Is, what, what is that silence? <laughs> I'm Commander K. And this is where I usually come in and say <laughs> right, right. Maple Leaf Matt, right. but it's just Matt today, and I'll tell you why in a second. Oh, oh no. Shit. What did Trudeau do now? No, has what, nothing to what do with color, Trudeau. What color you know face the, now? You know, you know the genesis of my name has to do with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Genesis. Okay, the genesis of my name. 
You got that. Um, I can't remember. Invisible touch. Can you believe I can't? You can't, you can't remember. I, could, Genesis I song. froze up on Genesis. <laughs> How the hell do you? Invisible touch. Jesus, he loves me. Jesus loves me. No, Jesus, he loves me, and oh. he knows I'm right. See, I'm, I'm just going back to our. In, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Sorry, Matt, Matt. I know we were telling jokes, and Matt is. He's fuming. He's oh the oh the emergency goalie Zamboni guy. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, la- ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I-, I promise Matt this moment of soapbox. So I am going to allow some sports talk. Get ready for. Oh, you're gonna like it. Matt. You're gonna sit there in your fucking little cars, especially you folks in Boston. Oh, shit. and you're gonna listen to this. The, the, um, we call this. We're, this is a new segment, folks. Oh, we call no. this Matt's mother puckers. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. This- I, I read this. <laughs> I read the article. <laughs> oh, you, you don't even. You don't even like hockey, and you read this. Yes, you, you I, love know. It. I, know. You. I know. I know. You see how I'm wearing a VGK hat? Because these are winners. Mm. Unlike my team, full of a bunch of overpaid assets. <laughs> wow, sounds like sounds like the staff at I, Geek I, Shock. I heard overpaid assets. Um, ass hats. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh. Ass uh, hats. Uh, go back, check the tape. Ass hats. <laughs> okay. Okay. What happened, uh, so, Matt? Yeah, yeah, Matt. I, I'm, what's got you going? I'm not privy to this. What's going on? All right. So in the game of hockey, you have a salary cap of 82 million. Okay. The Leafs, in their great wisdom, decided to pay four players. Forty million instead of two eighty million. <laughs> am I am I reading this right? No, I don't no, know. no. Okay, <laughs> and a team has twenty six players. Oh, twenty six. Oh, players. and and that's four the, of them okay. make half the salary cap. So, okay, so twenty two. That's not a cap of salary for all everybody, right? That's like per player. No, no, eighty two million is for the whole team. Oh, okay, okay. See. Hockey is the fourth sport. They don't make a lot of money compared to ba- uh, basketball, baseball, and um, you know NFL. Well, we got eighty two so, million to spread around. Yeah. Well, they decided to pay four players this, so we can't upgrade our back end. So now they can't even score on a fucking emergency goalie. I'm so mad. <sighs> I'm I'm lost. This guy. I have no okay. Idea okay. It happened okay. in Carolina. Okay? okay. They're in. They're in. So both their goalies got injured. Who? Who? Who's? Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. They're in Toronto. The enemy. They're in Toronto. They're in Toronto. This goaltender actually works for the Leafs. Right. Okay. So he suits up, goes in net, lives his dream because fuck the Leafs. For for which team? Carolina. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm getting confused. You're you're so mad. You're you're (laughs) kind of andying over a few details. So I'm just trying to make sure. Every building in the league. You have to bring me in, Matt. Okay. Every build. I'm so mad. (laughs) Every building in the league has an emergency goaltender. So each team has two goaltenders. If both your goaltenders go down, this guy dresses and plays for that team. Does he? he, So he doesn't play. Could be for the uh, away team. Okay. So he doesn't play at all. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He just said a key point. Yeah. He's not tied to a team. No. He's each, just... Each building has to have one person. He's an emergency goaltender just in case something happens. It's very very rarely ever happens. Yeah, that sounds really rare. Well, yeah, so... But well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. So he... But doesn't that sort of make him the home team emergency goaltender? Yes. 
And 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 who? But he has to try his best, no matter what team he's yes. on. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. But but this was for the Canes anyway. Yes. Okay. And okay. and the mafia can pay him off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so this so, guy is forty two years of age. Uh huh. Okay, which is ancient in athletes. So that yeah, that's I'm, <laughs> I I know it aged me just well, hearing it. Might as well put me out there. Yes. Yeah, really. Okay. So back to, back to these coach! back to these four players I'll be making glad to go away. <laughs> oh my god, the it's bard. Gonna, watch me the go. Bard. It's gonna be I'll block everything. I'll block it with my body, my feet, my eyes. I'll block it all. So this motherfucker <laughs> stopped every fucking shot. Actually, no. so he comes in half the game still to play. This guy's Suits up. 42 years of age. Uh, 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 just, just to ask, did something happen to the goalie? Yeah, okay. So there, uh, the Carolina's first goaltender got injured halfway through the first. Uh, okay. And the second goaltender got injured, started the second. Oh, wow. Really? Three periods, yes. Shit. So he had the whole second period yeah. and the third period this to play. This is playing against the Maple Leafs. Yes, my what, team. What a bunch of bastards like, injuring two goalies. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like it's your team's fault. You, uh, yeah. look, 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 look. But here's the thing. Going back, why I brought up the salary cap, these these so-called awesome players that my team has signed, one guy's got over 40 goals. They're good, but they can only muster six shots the rest of the game versus this 42-year-old goalie. Oh, All oh, you have to do is just look at him. He's going to fucking let a puck in. Oh, He's oh, 42 oh, years of age. Okay, so you're saying that the emergency goalie comes in, yeah. does a good job, and you're mad about it. I'm mad. <laughs> I, you should have seen his his hand just crumpled yes, into I a know. fist. No, no, no. He didn't do a good job. He barely broke a sweat. Oh, so you so I could do it. Yeah, you could have done it. You could have done it because these idiots. <laughs> wow. It's no longer the Maple Leafs. They're the Maple Laughs. Oh, oh. Uh, the Maple fucking laughs. Did the did the Maple Leafs win? No. <laughs> what was the score? Five two. Five, five to what? Five two. <laughs> Sounds like you should have gotten the emergency goalie in for your team. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let five go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Halfway through the third period, the coach skates out on the ice, clubs the Maple Leafs goalie with a stick. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ivan. <laughs> Sorry, Adolf, whatever country he's from. Bam. <laughs> Get the popcorn Sorry. guy down here. It's actually from Denmark. Uh, Frederick Denmark. Anderson. Denmark. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, Lars. Bonk. <laughs> Anderson. Frederick Anderson. Fred, La- Frederick. Lars Anderson. Well, Frederick, he deserves to get hit with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, and so. then he hits the other guy. And he's like, oh, but we, it's, we but need it, a new goalie, eh? Yeah, but it's Frederick spelled with an E-O, so it's more of a Frodrick. And so, oh, yeah, it's, it doesn't Frederick. really count. Yeah. So, anyways, that was... That was me this weekend. I fucking wow. I fucking hate this game. What, what, I fucking what, hate this Saturday, game. Sunday, did it Saturday, happen? Saturday, Saturday. Okay. And it's just not, you seemed it's, really smiley on Sunday. Well, that's because I thought I was going to get a night. <laughs> An imperial night, everybody. Not just a night. All right. So of course we don't have Jeff today. We don't have Andy forever. And good. So it's the three of us. <laughs> just the three of us. We can make ba, it if ba, we try. Ba, 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 ba. Matt, you complete us. Yeah. So tell us more about hockey. You really want to know? No, I don't. I have absolutely not. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> I thought it was here. Here I am. This that's, is my time. That's the end of our news segment. Listen, mother puckers. So Hope it's just enjoyed. Matt for now. So just Matt. Just Matt. So no 
Should we come up with a new uh, name no, for you? No, because I'm not letting these motherfuckers <laughs> do anything. I will come up with something. How about Boston Love and Matt? There no. you go. No? no. Beantown Matt. Beantown Matt. Beantown That's, that has Matt. a nice ring to Beantown it. Beantown Matt. Matt, comma, the cradle of liberty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that um, Columbus or Philadelphia? No. Hmm. <clears throat> Philadelphia is the city of the brotherly love. I know, but... They're loving their brothers. The cradle of liberty. That, like that's Massachusetts. Yeah, but didn't all like all the meetings and shit happen in Philly? They're like, no, we're talking about this shit now. What what, what, what are they What are they teaching you guys up there? Well, no, obviously geez. the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, what did they teach us about Canadian history down there? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you I know, it. I did. It's funny. I, I hear they have bears up there. I didn't even know the War of eighteen twelve was about invading Canada. So, oh, well, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, you just it, finished the Revolutionary War. Dude, it took a couple was, years. And they're like, was we literally. It was literally an attempt to try to annex Canada. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, there were elements. There were other things going on, but it, you know, one of those the the real guys behind the war. It was a group who really wanted to annex Canada. Let's make all of North America American. <laughs> and somehow so, we got Matt in the deal. I know, American Matt. American Matt. No. Shock monkeys. Put it up. Start, no. Start, your votes for, for Matt's new name. No. Uh, Carolina, it, Carolina Matt? Carolina Matt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hurricane. Hurricane Marshall. Zamboni Matt. Zamboni Matt. <laughs> he likes it. Hey, oh, Mikey. No, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Because you know why I like that? Because that, that emergency goaltender was a Zamboni for their AHL team. So all he does is drive the Zamboni. Wait, the, it literally was the guy that drives the little ice yes. go-kart. Yes. Yeah. But not for the NHL team, for the AHL team, which is one league below. Oh. And he comes in, and he wrecks my Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, you don't, David Ayers, because that's his name. I want to give him credit. Oh, David good. Ayers. You don't. These four idiots making $40 million. You know, that despite the rage, there's oh, yeah. still he's still got an undercurrent of Canadianness. There about is. It. It's it's a very polite rage. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to scream and yell because then I have to make more work for you because then you got to like level. Wow. Up. I'll make it work. Wow. But if you get a candy package, he'll sit there for a half hour, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Yeah, but crinkle. see, it was you deciding <laughs> yeah, to put the yeah. mic in the package. We know where the goddamn blame lies. It was actually in, in the package. <laughs> I love. Yeah, last so, week, any crinkling you heard in last week's show... Wasn't me. ...was Kate taking his mic and putting it up to the snacks every time Matt grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. <laughs> he would just sit... It was funny because he's like sitting and he... And it was almost like a nice person in a movie theater. He's trying to make it quiet, but he's not quite there, and it's not opening and then up. You're, then you're so like... So then I just was like, yeah, fuck it, and I opened <laughs> Jackasses. You're the guy in the corner of the theater. Hey, you want to hurry up back there? Yeah, like, really. No, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> when you got that open, can we all have some? Eh? No, you stand up, turn around, look at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we're like that one theater where somebody throws popcorn, somebody gets shot. <laughs> I live by that theater. Yeah. So, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? I lost out on an Imperial Night. You lost Night out Kistalan. on an Imperial Night. This this weekend was the big game auction 
Twice a year it happens. Yeah. Won't happen again until August at yeah. War Room Games. Won't happen again I, until August. Yeah, another another opportunity, Matt. Won't come by for another. But see, it. here's the thing. Oh, that night. That night? The Imperial Night. It was oh, in the daytime. Uh, yeah. Okay. The Imperial Night yes. came with all the extra weapon sprues and all Ooh, that. Ooh, the which, weapon sprues. Yes, the, the sprues with the extra weapons that I need to make the proper night to kick his ass. All right, oh. let, me, let me bring this back to the monkeys. You see, there there is a gigantic figure in Warhammer 40K, these gigantic multi-person mechas, for lack of a better description. Mecha, mecha, they mecha. cost a lot of points to field in your army, but they're damn near unkillable and super strong. They like also cost yeah. a, a lot of monies. 175 <laughs> Brand new, right? Yes, brand new. <laughs> so Matt, at the auction, he, he wanted a knight. And well, last time there was quite a few knights to be had. Yeah, like three or four, yeah. Oh, man. And so a knight came out of nowhere, out of a box of mats, like, oh, here's my chance. And you bid on it. Yes. And you didn't win. Aaron Hernandez uh, decided to... <laughs> Which is really funny because he looks more like Adam Arkin. Kind of does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where this Aaron Hernandez... But whatever, I'll just call him that because everyone was calling him that. I think uh, his name is Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, you're good with that. Are you sure? Because I thought it was like Mark. Yeah, you want to dox him too? Yeah, you want to give out his address? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he bids. So I, I got all the way up to 60. He's like 65. I'm like 70. He's 75. And I'm like, oh, I, I had a $100 budget. So, that, and I was eyeing some Blood Bowl stuff as well. And so oh, you were going to get me a, an orc team? You shut up. <laughs> and, all right. And, and, and of course, like last year, there was well, six months ago, yeah. there was multiple, multiple nights. nights. So he's like, oh, another one will come. It Another never one never did. came. No. It never did. And he has been seething about it ever since, but in a polite way. Yes. Mm. I did get a star orc player for Bubble for the green machine. The green machine. The green oh, machine. Okay. Not for whatever your team's going to be called. I will say My this team? was a great auction. It, it, it was long. It lasted to like 6 o'clock. Yeah. We had to bust it out. And people came from California to this auction. I mean, it's... Holy mackerel. Yeah, word's getting out on this thing. This thing's getting insane. They're going to need some big space. They're going to need a bigger space. The guy behind me, directly behind me, bought f like five armies. Each one started at two, like 200 Oh, that guy was insane. Yeah, so he, he left with pocket butch, uh, pocket Andy! <laughs> his pocketbook got hit hard, like at yeah. least... And it grand. was funny, because listening to him, it'll be like 200? No. No? Anybody? Two hundred? No? No? All right, fine. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Dude was just... And he was buying full-on armies. Now, when you buy an army in Warhammer, armies cost about 1,000 to 1,500 each if you pointed out 2,000 points. Yeah. And he was getting them at $200 a drop. Yeah. And I he think, got several. I think eBay. I think he's going to eBay some of them. I, that would, probably. Wouldn't yeah. surprise me. I and mean, the way you people were talking, I was thinking eBay. It's like, man, it's a good thing I don't have either an eBay account or any money. Because <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Ray, one of the owners of the shop, he, he's kind of cool with that. He's like, we want to keep this in-house. It's about getting things into your hands for cheap because we know the stuff's expensive and the store gets a good thing from it you get a good thing from it we realize that some of this will probably end up on ebay but we really wanted to get in the hands of gamers right and it just just to lay it out todd 
the way the auction works is you bring in your shit, you put it up for auction, people buy it and give the store cash, and you get the equivalent in store credit. Yes. So the yes, the store gets all the cash, you get the credit for whatever you sold. I, I sold like $125 worth of stuff, so I have $125 of credit waiting for me at the store now. This was a great auction. I I bought Malifaux. I didn't I didn't buy some Malifaux. I bought Malifaux, and all Ray, of it. And Ray says Malifaux sucks. Yeah, he does. Ray <laughs> Ray hates Malifaux now because he hates the company that makes it. I spent about a hundred dollars on the, all the Malifaux that I bought. Ooh. Uh, but I bought about five hundred dollars worth of Malifaux. Oh, and those yeah. are some beautiful figs. Oh yeah. So and one of them was a goddamn full carrying case. We're talking one of those beautiful with foam on the in, inserts to protect each piece. And the thing is filled with models. And there's at least five to six full attack groups in that. Ooh, attack groups. Which means basically five players could play out of that thing alone. Wow. And everything you need to play it except for the books. And I just the case alone is worth 90 bucks. I got all that for 50 bucks there. Crazy. Yeah. No, if I if I had had if I had had a, a budget, there were plenty there. There were the one of the one of the two hundred dollar groups that you know uh, generous man bought there, I would have <laughs> bought simply because those sculpts were great, and you could just put that pull that out during the D and D game, and all your players are going to shit themselves. <laughs> sure, the, the undead army you're talking about, though. I think the so, night yeah. haunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or was Warhammer some, Fantasy or those, those, Age of Sigmar. Age whatever. of Sigmar. Yeah, there was some nice stuff. There's some nice and plenty of space marines. Oh my god! Which if you should... wanted space marines, the world was goddamn yours. People couldn't <laughs> sell space marines. Space marines didn't sell. And did not sell. They're like, here's a thing of space marines for ten bucks. No one, once, twice. Okay, we'll move on to something else. More space marines. Yeah. Although the way everybody competed against it, I could have seen someone being all right, all right, ten dollars, and someone else being like fifteen. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. And one thing I do love about it is there's two, I, I don't know the names of the guys, and two local gamers there are known for having so much stuff that they're just trying to get rid of, and other people at the auction are buying stuff to give to them. So something wouldn't sell, and then somebody would go, 10 bucks for Steve, and then give it over to Steve. So these guys are going home with piles and piles of shit. Uh, that they don't have room that's, for. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, yeah, you should tell them about your situation so you can get piles of stuff you don't need. I should. God damn it. Actually, piles of stuff you need, you're just, uh, well, I don't know. Didn't get much in the way of Warhammer. Got a, a decent amount of board games. I oh, uh, nice. got Mountains of Madness Ooh. board game that uh, Aiello put out. So when we the one that we had our eye on over at uh, LVO. Mm -hmm. So that came up. Got that for super cheap. Oh, my God. Yeah. For like 15 bucks. I think I think that's the most I spent on a board game there. Wow. Uh, a Seven Wonders mm. Duel. And yes, lots of Blood Bowl. I, I got another whole Skaven team. I got the Blood Bowl basic box. In fact, Kay, mm. would you like the orcs out of my new Blood Bowl basic box? Would you like to look into my box, Kay? Todd, I've been hurt before. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just don't know why you just don't take the humans. 
So we all have different teams. Oh, and it's so funny because every now and then I'll slip and I'll say half orcs. And Matt's just like, there are no half orcs in Warhammer. Stop saying there are no half orcs. In Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl? Oh, the, so they're Warhammer. Oh, okay. I was going to say. So, yeah, I'd love to see the orcs. So it, Oh, I'm in a table flip. <laughs> Pick a different team so we all have different teams. Why? Because variety is the spice of life. <laughs> well, then you pick a different team. Well, I already got a star player and everything. Wait, wait, okay, wait, good. Wait, wait a second. You're, you're playing halflings. I play two. <laughs> yeah, see? How selfish. I know, I know. Oh see see, see how deep the wound goes? This hurts. This is a... Talk about a deep cut. Right. Yeah. So I have a half-elf and a skaven team and a human team now, since that comes with the there basic thing. So you can have the orc team. I don't oh, need well, thank team. you. In fact, if I have time, maybe I'll paint it for you. Oh, my God, dude. That'd, That'd be, be pretty. great. And it, who knows, months from now, I may have money. I could actually commission something from you. <laughs> hey! <clears throat> Get a nice undead team going. Oh, I don't mind fielding an undead team against a dead team. I don't care. Yeah, no. Bring it on. Matt does. I Matt, do. Matt I do. does. I do. Even though he's not playing orcs. No. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, you're playing halflings. And halflings. <laughs> and half halflings and halflings. He just slipped. He just had a, a Freudian Warhammer slip. No. Blood Bowl slip. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 what else did I buy there? Oh, a dune crawler, an extra dune crawler. For my ah, Adeptus yes. Mechanicus army, Warhammer 40k. There's the crawling tanks. Mm -hmm. Nice, making Do it great, dude. That that those those sculpts are insane. That is some. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you know you made an announcement. We made a, we had we discussed something about Warhammer. Finally, somebody's picking up, trying to do some Warhammer. Fucking Show movies, shows, yeah. Shows they're they're doing Eisenhorn TV show, yeah. and then they're doing an anthology show. Because that is a rich IP. Boy, oh boy, is there a lot of... Con you don't have to do concept art. It's all done for you. <laughs> That's so you true. Just, you just need to hire your team and spill out some sprue and go make this life-size. I yeah. mean, that's all you got to fucking do. It, and, and it's insane that it's taken this long. Well, I think it has to do with Games Workshop. Oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Them and their stupid I'm licensing sure. and all that. There was a long time that they were a bad company to deal with. Oh, they're still a bad company. I don't know, man. They've licensed a lot of stuff out there. You, if you look at how many mobile games that they've licensed their name out to, both good and bad, Even not even the mobile games, if you just go on to the Xbox or PlayStation Store and type Warhammer, you're going to get a whole load of shit. Yep. Some of it good, not so good. Maybe. A lot, not so good. Oh, but the best one is uh, for the computer, uh, Space Marine. That one is good. Have you that, played that? That is the uh, third-person shooter. If over I remember the, right. Yeah, over the shoulder kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is an excellent game. Yeah, and then you have the real-time strategy game that came out of the PC as well. Dawn of War. Dawn of War and Dawn of War. Those oh, are Dawn of War. Those I love. I love those promos. There's some good stuff. And then there is a Diablo-esque. 40k game uh, Inquisitor, I think it is, and yes. then there's a 40k one. That, I'm sorry, a Age of Sigmar one as well. Uh, Verminhide or whatever it is, that one. What you you like? Go through a, a dungeon, killing all sorts of Skaven and shit, getting loot, <clears throat> getting yep. loot drops, getting loot drops. Really? It's, it's friggin' get the fuck 40k out of Diablo. Here. Verminhide is Skaven. That's the main. 
Get Boston. out of here. Uh, that's just, that's insane. And Skaven, that's my new uh, Blood Bowl team. Yeah, Rock and roll. Um, that was my first Blood Bowl team. That I have no idea where it's at. Oh, maybe that's the all, one I bought. No, maybe. mine's sealed. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first one in 2000, I oh, believe. Man. 1999, 2000. That's when I was playing them. I remember Skaven. my first Blood Bowl team. Oh, it, the, it was, the half orcs! It was going to no, be no, orcs. Half orcs. <laughs> and then you and missed. Then. You missed it. You should have just said half orcs. You yeah, had a no. That's your joke. Oh, <laughs> is that right? Well, it's half orcs in that I was halfway to having them, and then and then something happened. So yeah, that's that's it. For the, the next one coming up in about six months. Of course, we'll give you a, a little yeah. bit of warning. Uh, and if you're anywhere in the area, man, I recognize you. <laughs> recognize. I recommend. <laughs> I recognize. I recognize yo. you when you're there. Hey, no, I'm. I recommend you come on by. Oh, it's you know really, what? Really good. I'm gonna say something. Ray runs a funny auction. He does. He it's has super entertaining fun with the crowd, and I actually enjoy. I literally do enjoy going just to watch, watch everything happen. There was somebody brought a kid. <laughs> Somebody brought a child, and I was there for at least at least one bid of nine dollars. <laughs> and you just go sold. <laughs> you got a kid? Hold up that kid. The guy's funny. <clears throat> he is funny. In fact, he he did say at one point, hey, maybe you should run it, Todd, because you do the podcast thing. I'm like, no, you're just too much fun. I want to stay on this side. Yeah. Wow. Well, that and he's blowing your hair back because you're sitting right there in front of the speaker. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was my fault for not realizing I'll be sitting in front of a goddamn speaker the whole time. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm glad you left when you did, Kay. But by that point, I had a headache brewing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's oh. funny. They need a two-speaker setup so they can put one about halfway or at the other end of the store uh -huh. and just have it like half volume but uh, two ends and not in front of seat 1A <laughs> <laughs> it's funny <clears throat> should I think of what else was sold there that was really cool nothing really a lot of armies yeah lots of bold action if you're playing that some conflict 47 Jeff Harris <clears throat> yeah it was um, I, w I was a little disappointed because uh, when last time when I was there uh, they they had a bunch of bunch of role playing games this, this book, that book, <clears throat> going quick. You 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 bought me a, a handful. You I were did, just like, yeah. okay, here. Uh, one thing Ray did say is that it it does seem that the one in February is more mini heavy, and the one in August tends to be a little more board games. That's interesting. It. And and there's there's no reason. It just happens that way. Yeah, we we <clears throat> sat and kind of brainstormed a little bit, but couldn't figure out why that would be. <clears throat> That's funny. Thank you for the vision. I did get a vision hero click exclusive, like like a hero click in its one box. And it's that all white version of yeah. vision. Yeah. The all white. Lewis should like that. And where is it? Yeah, I know. It is still in my car. That's how important it is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to take it out of my car. Thank you for that. <clears throat> yeah, it's melting in the car right now. <laughs> melting in the car. No. Wow. It's Canadian melting, sure. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, what other geeky things you do this week besides hate on your team? Oh, jeez. Mm. Those bunch of losers. Goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, I had to stop playing a game. Oh, what? Uh, I'd like say, okay, I this is a game I cannot play anymore. 
uh, Civilization VI. I didn't get it for the computer when it came out a while back because my computer is not that strong enough to really play it. I know it's not a super graphical heavy game, but I, I don't have a graphics card on my computer except for what's in the motherboard. So nothing special. Uh, but they did release it for PlayStation 4. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll finally play it. It got sent to me through Gamefly and played it a little bit. Uh, I become obsessive with that game. It's so one-turn-itis to me. Mm. Oh, just a nice turn. Where, where, where I will set a time. I'll say, I will play it to this time, and then I have to stop. Oh. And then I stop four hours later. I, I, I can. It's one of those games that... I get actual addictive qualities to it. Wow. Where if I'm not playing it and I'm like at work or doing something else, I'm jonesing to play it. And I had a game like that, Rome Total War. That was okay. the original Rome Total War. Yeah, it's to the where, yeah. where you can feel that it's not healthy yeah. for you. And it, and it's it's weird as a gamer because I can walk away from from just about any game. I've been playing the new Star Wars game and it is excellent. It's like a, a Star Wars Nathan Drake kind of game. But but civilization, I that it's there's just an addictive quality to it that I just cannot put down, and and don't get me wrong, it, it's not that it's like it's a dopamine button, it's just a very interesting deep game that always expands outward and becomes something new and more complex over time, and it just want to keep building your civilization, and I. I had until to you run into Gandhi. Yeah, and then he. Yeah. yeah, I had to break up with Civilization this week. Oh. So I, I sent it back. I deleted it. In fact, I didn't. Wow. Like, I didn't even like turn it on. I like pressed the eject button. Well, yeah, just if you had turned it on. Exactly. Really? Well, before I get rid of this, just one more turn. Let that's me see that, if I can. That's exactly. This. It's like oh, we, oh, before we break up, we should sleep together one more time. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, she's done that to me plenty of times. <laughs> Is yours Diablo? No, no, I was talking about a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot think of any other game that that happens to to me. Even even the little dopamine button games on the mobile. You know, right now, I I just want to put together a mobile app called Dopamine Button. (laughs) There probably is one. I, I can almost guarantee you there is one. There you go. Sir Dopamine, Knight of the Rush. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny and the geek shock book club we are uh, nominating books for next month and those uh sometime this week those will come up as the poll so start to watch for that geek shock book club members in the meantime the reviews are going up for uh, uh we'll save the galaxy for food by yahtzee croshaw yeah uh, i loved it uh not everyone did no i noticed yeah. that i noticed that i like the voice I like the voice of the the story, the voice of the character, the concept, the conceit is just it it's just funny, just yeah. hilarious. <clears throat> I would like to read more in the universe. I'll probably read more of Yahtzee Croshaw's there, books. And are there more of those? I, oh, not wait. yet. Does he have any? He has books. Does he have any series? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. He has, uh, I think, five books out. Because what's the, the the one you mentioned I saw when I was scrolling through? Uh, Mog World. Mog World, yeah. Which, again, another book I thought, if you if you liked this book, you'll probably like Mog World. If you didn't, maybe you won't. Oh, um, dear. Whoops. Uh, also finished uh, the James Bond book, uh, uh-huh. Live and Let Die. N-Word uh, Town. Yeah, the second half <laughs> is certainly not as offensive oh. as the first half. Yeah, no, it's... It- <laughs> God almighty. 
almost like two different people wrote it. It's oy. yeah, oy. yeah. It's 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 a strange creature. I'm glad they made some changes when they made the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't say that often with Bond books, but you do there. Uh, in fact, the last half, you can tell that Ian Fleming is in love with Jamaica. Yes, and because he takes you on a sweet underwater scuba adventure. Yes, that that just paints a beautiful picture of the coral and the animals within it. And mm-hmm. I just took a little mini vacation reading a few chapters of that. Hmm. So skip the first half. Oof. There you go. But the second Oof. half was a uh, was a pretty oh good denouement. Yeah, it's 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 so hard. It's so hard to sit here and talk about and recommend the books because, you know, I, I think uh, there. I think even some conservative Republicans are going to read that first half and be like, "Woof, oh my, this is a little spicy for my shorts." So, so now I am. They, they look around like while they're reading. It. <laughs> they look All right. over their shoulder. They look around like, "Oh shit!" All right. So Perfect. now, waiting for the next book club uh, book to. Uh, decision to be made i've started another book from the 50s Uh oh uh, uh, kind of a famous one a flowers for algernon oh so that's a that's my current read now about 10 percent into it it's a boy you're just reading as uplifting (laughs) take you to the next level feel good books all right listen two broke geeks matt all right matt spaulding the the guy with a, a tablet arm connected to his bed frame so he can read his Kindle without holding it in his hands. It's a glorious decision. Yeah. <laughs> he, for Christmas, he sent me a book called Black Farm. Uh, and <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the Black Farm. It's not what you think it is. I know, but why would you? Why would you even title a? Oh my! Ah, uh, we're. <laughs> Wow, you know, I thought we were. It's doing, a it's a horror novel. I guess we weren't doing well. <laughs> I, we're, we're, this is standard. <laughs> Go ahead. And I got halfway through it, and I had to stop and read something uplifting, like James Bond from the fifties. <laughs> um, wow, it is one of the most dire, dark books I've read in ages. Wow, it's like someone put spikes on Clive Barker and whipped you across the face with them. Wow, and. It's a fantastic book of world building, but man, you need some psychological fortitude to read this book. So good Yikes. on you, Matt Spaulding, on finding one to get under my skin, because goddamn did it do it, the Black Farm. So I've taken a break from that, because I needed a break from that. Mm. So I got another 50% to go, but man, talk about a kiss on the chops with poison lips. Wow. And, and spikes, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Making out with Clive Barker all spiked up and yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what it is. And a drill for a penis. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, that's exactly what you need to be saying about this book. Yeah, wow. there you go. What what the fuck, Matt? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Anything else you do this week, gentlemen? Um it it was really funny. I uh <clears throat> finally got um got my shit together. And I went to drive through RPG and got all my different drive through accounts united. Because I kept, I kept like making new accounts under different emails and stuff. And I finally got them all set up. Now, drive through RPG <coughs> is where you go online oh. to get PDFs of role-playing PDFs games. PDFs of role-playing games. 
just about every game out there now puts out a PDF in addition to uh, their game. <clears throat> is you, it free? Usually, when you buy the print game, your PDF is free, and usually you go through RPG to get it. And it was kind of hilarious because my RPG, my drive-through RPG account goes goes back to the two thousands, two thousand six, two thousand seven. You get seven downloads of a PDF when you when you make a purchase. I was going through my page after page after page of library, and I'm seeing seven downloads, seven downloads, and it's like. I've, I've gotten over the years a ton of shit that I never downloaded. <clears throat> and the vast majority of it, Matt, yeah, is free. There are, there are tons of people who do free PDFs, like to promote their Patreon or uh, as free downloadables for other games. And then there are people who do pay what you want and, you know, you're paying one or two dollars for something. And I actually... It was really funny. I didn't spend a dime, but I ended up downloading like uh, a couple dozen RPGs because I hadn't downloaded them in years. Oh, wow. And so I'm just getting tons of, uh, of uh, characters and things like that. <clears throat> Picking up like fifth edition character classes. Uh, I'd, I'd never realized I'd... Uh, I'd gotten Matt Mercer's Blood Hunter, which is a five uh, E class that he developed. That's the one. Uh, the <clears throat> what came out of uh, the class he made for Vin Diesel when Diesel made a oh. celebrity appearance on uh, Critical Role. And um, yeah, but it was really funny because it was just and and I've got a bunch of a bunch of games that I purchased where they came with a PDF and I never downloaded the PDF. And um, so I was just downloading that and that and just one after the other after the other. Tons of OSR, um, D&D stuff, old school D&D stuff. <clears throat> it was crazy. It's like dungeon crawls or more like settings and accessories? Um, the uh, systems, game systems and settings, worlds. A uh, lot from Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which is kind of a gothic RPG system. Um, and uh, as well as uh, some strange ones. Uh, uh, Wasteland Warriors. I, 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 there's this one game I kind bought. Kind of Mad Maxi or Dark Sunny? Or? Uh, kind of Mad Maxi. There's one. It's, it's, we actually saw at, at LVO the guy who makes, who's Etsy, makes the cars and makes uh, like some oh the Gaslands oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Gaslands the one that uses the matchbox cars right exactly and it's funny because it's a it's a it's a post-apocalyptic car game it's a Mad Max car game and it's built around buying matchbox cars and using matchbox cars it even has rules for for modding your cars and this guy did some mods on some matchboxes it's really funny but um, uh, I had the, the basic rules for that and stuff like that that I had bought that I totally forgot about. Wow. So as well as tons, tons of free stuff. It was just insane. I had 14 pages that I was going through on my download uh, library. Oh, wow. So And then downloading stuff. So it's just wacky. Just wacky. So my, uh, my World of Warcraft computer is loaded up with PDFs. <laughs> 
How long has it been since you played some World of Warcraft there, okay? Well, uh, uh, according to Paulette, it's, uh, I, I went on twice, and that was like a thousand whatevers ago. <laughs> you know? It's like I wanted to do stuff with my friends, and it was just like, eh, grind, grind. Well, well I tell you what. Fight a stable master. What, you fought a stable? That doesn't make any sense, Kirsten. Well, you know, not like you'd know because you weren't there, so... I'm going to bring that uh, Seven Wonders dual board game. Uh-oh. It's only two players. I'll mm-hmm. bring it over, and we'll, we'll build the competing civilizations. Wait, My wait, goodness, wait, wait, that's wait. insane. No, 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 no. Uh-oh, what, what? It's Gloomhaven time, because Andy's not here. That's true. Oh, that's true. That's true. Matt, you want to play some Gloomhaven? <laughs> you know what? Sure. <laughs> I will. Ow! I will. Ow! Andy right now is clutching his nuts going, ow, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I got to go to the yeah, ER. Wait, yeah, he just woke up like, what? Yeah, he shot up in bed. What the fuck? It hit his head. <laughs> He's gone past blue. Now he has green balls. Dude, that 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 picture of a Gloomhaven setup and Matt sitting there? Wow. We need to do that. <laughs> Matt do doesn't even give a shit about playing Gloomhaven. No, he just wants. I need to do that. I need to do that. <laughs> He's going to show that fucking emergency goaltender what for <laughs> by sending Andy pictures of him playing Gloomhaven. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we did get quite a few questions for the man babies this week. Uh-oh. And, Uh-oh. and a few for the bard. I'll go let him out. Hold uh, on. But I'm, Where, where's, <laughs> the, where's the, where's the little toddler area? But I'm going to save most of them for when Jeff's here because Jeff loves him. Uh, he's in the cat carrier. So, so he, Jeff would like to be here at least if Andy can't be here because Andy loves him too. So. I know. That's true. So You don't want to deprive him of that. Right. So, But uh, there, there is one because it's a little timely. Ooh, timely. Uh, so um, this this there's one question for the man babies, if you wouldn't mind letting them out. Um, and it's from Cthulhu Collector. Uh, I know Todd was probably going to go to the primary. <laughs> Caucus. Uh, this is true. We have caucuses here. We have caucuses. Uh, Cthulhu Collector. And, and yes, I did. Uh, but not the actual caucus. I went to the early caucus because I've gone to the regular caucuses before and I've learned not to. It's caucuses are kind of fun in one regard because there's a lot of shouting and then a lot of like bad feelings. But they have early caucusing now where you can just walk in, put your first, second, third, fourth, fifth choices down on a piece of paper and go home. That's that's just bullshit. It's kind of nice because ca- bullshit caucusing in the past takes like four hours. You're supposed to go to a section of the room yes. and stand. That's exactly it. It's, it's very, Stand and be counted. It's very reminiscent to recess in third grade. There's, there's kind of a, you, you get divvied up in different sides of the auditorium. As, you pull on the wall, standing, standing against the wall over there. And it, with, with the candidates being like team captains. And you just oh go, to, go to wherever captain you want to fight to be on the team. And then when you're there, you realize that, oh, no, there's not enough people on my team. So we're not, quote-unquote, viable. Then everyone yells at you to come join their team captains. Mm. Are you freaking serious? This is how it works. Oh, my. Yeah. This is what a caucus is. I can't go because I'm not a citizen. So And then right. and then you have that, that, one, that one Karen who's just like, <laughs> he's gay? No, I want my vote back. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. 
So, uh, like the the first guy I ever caucused, I caucused for Edwards. That was a great decision. Um, <laughs> uh, if you don't remember, uh, Edwards is the guy that cheated on his wife when she had cancer Boy, he, or something. He, it was really funny because uh, our our mutual uh, mutual companion friend from Star Trek: The Experience, uh, Michael Hartnett, summed it up. Uh, Edwards was a John Grisham candidate. He was like a character from a Grisham novel. Yeah. He was a lawyer. He took on a couple of high-profile uh, class action suit things for for working people, and he fought the good fight, and he usually won. And he made bank off of helping. He made bank off of helping people fight against corporations and and yeah. bigger entities. But unfortunately, the other part of the Grisham novel. <laughs> <laughs> Is when the dirty laundry, laundry oh comes to life. Oh my God! Uh, just uh, an affair. I mean, he made he made uh, Newt Gingrich look like husband of the year. Yeah, because uh, uh, wife sick, and he had an affair. Was there a baby? Or I can't remember. Honestly, or, I don't remember I, anymore. I, you know, I can't even remember anymore. I stopped watching the soap opera. Yeah, because John. Yeah, John Edwards. John Edwards, wasn't it? Wasn't it John? Edwards? Yeah, faded into the. Yeah, it was really funny, and so Edwards wasn't viable. So then I, there's a whole camp of Hillary people on this side of the auditorium, and a whole camp of Obama people, and then it's really weird because you have three choices: you go into one of those two camps, or you leave. Those are your choices, and so all of a sudden they tell you Edwards is a viable. Then everyone just starts yelling at you, like like. It's just you can't hear what they're saying because it's just a raucous, just coming across, and it's in an auditorium, so it's the sound is bouncing and it's chaos. And then you're like, "Do I choose the Hillary or the Obama?" And then you run out of the room because <laughs> you just can't take. It. No, I think I chose Obama. And, and then when you choose a side, oh, there is one that your your team captain group just claps, 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 and the other group. Ooh, it's, it's a whole weird thing. That is funny. So, oh my god! <laughs> and then last year, last time it was uh, Bernie and Hillary, and then Hillary won that one, and it was booze and claps again. This year, early caucus. If you know what, if your state doesn't have early voting, vote for somebody who will get it in because early voting is amazing. You you go to. What a myriad of whole different places on your own time, and you vote and you go, and it takes ten minutes. Ten minute democracy, folks. It's glorious. Yes. Get early voting in your <clears throat> thing. So okay, now what's the question? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I know Todd was probably going to the primary man babies. I was just wondering who who the bard and the man babies supported and why. Here you go, little guy. Take the mic. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Grab it. Give me your little is hand. That, here. Is that, wow. Is that, that a diaper I smell? Oh, man. Did you do... Oh, you did. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Holy, he's... Okay. Wow, he's right. full of it, and he's full of it. Yeah. My goodness. Jeez. What's the question? Give me it! Oh, all right, all right. Uh, who did you support in the caucus, and Why? The burn, because I feel the burn in my diaper. Diaper rash. <laughs> so I got to feel the burn. I vote for Biden because he's an old white guy. 
a woman and a woman. But a jeez. Oh, jeez. That's a... Uh, that's a, he, he's gay. He is, he, and he I has a husband. Help. He he that has S J Warrior written all over it, and then S J Warrior Bernie Sanders. He's the S J S Warrior of them all. Oh, oh you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh my goodness! Why did I vote for him? Well, you had the diaper rash. It affected your brain. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Biden, old white guy. <laughs> Yay! And you'll sniff us. Oh, yeah, he got you really touchy. You say sniff us? He'll sniff us. He'll sniff us. <laughs> sniff. Uh, he comes up from behind, uh, puts his hands uh, on your shoulder, and then he gets down in your ear and he's like, oh, did he say anything to you? He didn't even say anything to me. I don't remember. Something about, watch where you go, little guy. Something like that. <laughs> Don't bang up or back up or you'll get a surprise. Oh, Jesus. And then you go home with a diaper rash. <laughs> that's where, hey, yeah, that's where I got my diaper rash. Ah! I'm so glad I asked. Biden! <laughs> old white guy, yay! <laughs> what this country needs is more old white guys in power. Oh, Jesus. Lord help us all. That's uh, right, religion, yeah! <laughs> I religion, I, religion and state together is one. Yeah. I believe I heard there was a question for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did vote. I did vote because I do my civic duty, and you know I love that duty. <laughs> I got some for you right here, duty, my diaper. And you know what? I had a first round pick and a second round pick, and it was. Buttigieg and Klobuchar, but not because of their plans. I just like the cadence of their names because they're so sing-songy. You have to do them together. Like a Buttigieg and a Klobuchar. You don't know where they're going, but they're gonna go far. A Buttigieg and a Klobuchar. Ooh, what's that? They are the heavenly two. So toot toot. <laughs> what the hell was that? Well, that's uh, singing with the bard. Or, I got gas. You know, they, I hope it's Buttigieg and Klobuchar. Klobuchar is his vice president, so we can have butt clo. No, you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Old white guys, yay. Ugh. Only one piece of news you don't give a shit about this week. Yeah. Uh, interesting, though, comics veteran Dan Didio, who served as co-publisher of DC alongside Jim Lee, has parted ways with the company. Didio had served at the role since 2010 after working his way up from VP of Editorial and VP Executive Editor. Uh, during his decade-long tenure, Didio helped oversee events like the New 52, one of the biggest revamps of the DC comic book universe since Crisis of Infinite Earths, he also did a good amount of writing for such titles as The Phantom Stranger, The Outsiders, Sideways, and Batman Incorporated Special Number 1. At New York Comic Con 2019, Didio announced a brand new and definitive DC timeline that would undo some of the new 52 changes. Uh, at this time, it's still unclear why Didio has exited his role as co-publisher. Well, that's okay, because uh, knowing the way DC is, next year he'll come back and they'll erase his departure and say that he never left. 
<laughs> and you know, just retcon the whole thing. Why don't they get their act together? Like seriously, this company. That is it. It's crazy because both continuities, Marvel and DC, are just wacky. They're just wacky and overstuffed. But DC was but one all does that. it better, like a lot better. Yeah. It's got to be hard, though, right? It's got to be hard to juggle decades upon decades of storylines that I know technically never finish. I know, you know. I mean, personally, I think you just, you kind of... Well, you got to reboot it yeah, just to well, keep it fresh in the eyes of your I guess people so, that buy your comics. I, I personally would say you ignore it. Uh, but, you know, they do such deep storylines that it's kind of hard to do that. But really, it's just like, you just don't worry about it. You don't question that <clears throat> Batman has been around for 50 years, you know? Or, uh, or not. You know? He's... I mean, you, you, Superman, you don't have to worry about. <clears throat> it would be fun if actually they, uh, they, they didn't have static time, if they acknowledge the passage of time, but just sort of understand why they, sure. they, they don't. But, but man, it's got to be hard. It's got to <clears throat> be so Either that hard. or just give up on continuity and just, you know, you bring in, you know, like like I was talking about before, my dream is just, just you know, hey, this is Neil Gaiman's Batman. And, you know, he does a 12-issue run and then, you know, someone else comes in and it's just their version of... I like that. You, you just oh. do that version or that artist's version. Of, and they kind of do that every once in a while. Yeah. And they just <clears throat> self-contained runs. Yeah. But it's self-contained. Yeah. And it's, but it's got to be so hard to come up with new stories after decades and decades of stories. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing that's new when you do this this new universe and you wipe it clean? Right? It's uh, so... <clears throat> Like, uh, because of um, Birds of Prey, you know, I was remembering stuff about Huntress. Because, like, the very, I think the very, very first Huntress way back was, like, a child of Batman and Selina Kyle, Catwoman. Oh. And, and, you know, that's kind of interesting. But you retcon and you revamp and you do things over and over again. And, and then what do you, you kind of end up with? And it's it you don't even remember. You didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know. <clears throat> you know, it kind of reminds me of one of those roadside attractions you find here and there in the United States, where someone buries a whole bunch of cars like halfway, so that uh, uh, two thirds of it's sticking up out of the ground, and they're in the kind of a Stonehenge kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And people take rattle cans of spray paint. And they're, they're allowed and encouraged to do this and spray whatever you want on these vehicles. And that's what happens all day to these vehicles for years upon years upon years until they just be get these this massive armor of paint mm -hmm. on them. And anything that you put on there will probably be gone in 90 minutes. That's what DC and Marvel continuity <laughs> kind is Kind of, like. sort of. We had something at Northwestern. It was called The Rock. Okay. And it was this rock that, uh, like in many, many places with schools, the tradition is uh, every year it gets painted, you know, by like the, the senior class and stuff. Right. Except over time it evolved into everybody painted it. Oh, wow. And the rock was constantly getting painted, you know, the, this new club or this group would get together and paint it. And eventually the rock became buried under layers of paint so that it 
it's it's like you're not even sure because this Northwestern, it, it, you know, not by European standards, but it's a it's an older university, over a hundred years old. So this has been going on forever, and eventually, I found out the rock cracked. Oh wow! Because it because it just got it just got so layered over and everything like that. So a layer of lead paint that's in there too. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> lead lead escapes lead. and. A bunch of Northwestern grads, kids, uh, years from now, born with two heads, and <laughs> you could try it this way too. Okay, so you have your your um, like your your cornerstones of the company. So like the Captain Americas, the fucking Batman, Superman. Why not come up with different characters? Right, like brand new characters. Yeah, sure. Well, that's some, the way you could do it for the longest time, and uh, even now, to a point, no one wants to do that because if you expend all your energy creating this new character. It belongs to that company and is no longer yours. You don't get a piece of it. Yeah, that's true. There, there's that, and the fact that it's there, there's that amorphous quality to the IP recognition. It's really weird. You have non-comics fans who know who Spider-Man or Captain America is, and it is weird that you can actually put together a movie or some enterprise involving those characters that people who are not involved with comics will go see because they know that character in only the most tangential way. But they'll do it. Whereas if you grab, I don't know, Night Thrasher from New Warriors or something like that, people just won't be interested. It's kind of weird. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I I found an end around because it's like... um, like the Huntress thing, right? And and one of the things I do is if I was to participate in Marvel, I would make them, I would make a new IP, but it would it would literally be the offspring of various characters, so that it it's like a logical continuation of some sort of that character's legacy. And so this way, I'm not really sinking a lot of energy into something where I could be off doing my own, but at the same time, you're creating something new. You know, and do something like that, and uh, and and that's why s- things like Champions, which is now a Marvel comic of Marvel kids. So you got the new kid who plays Nova, and you got the Ms. Marvel girl and stuff like that. Characters like that, and and stuff like that is is interesting. A two, which was like the future Avengers, where the 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 uh, I don't know if it was A two. J two was a was a character. J2 was Juggernaut's son. And he's oh. this kid who's like a, a kid Juggernaut. So, you know, something like that I find actually could be interesting because there you work. are continuing that, that, the line. That kid wouldn't work because he gets this... Uh, no, no, why wouldn't he oh, work? God. He gets his power from the Sidorak <laughs> crystal. From Sidorak. Oh, okay. <laughs> from that gem thing. The kid, there you go. The kid does with Juggernaut. No, no, Juggernaut. Okay. Uh, it's not like man, a genetic thing. It, now, yeah. what happened? Did baby man baby's balls drop and he go through puberty or something? Cause <laughs> I'm just saying. It wouldn't work. Because he gets his powers from the jewel of Sidorak and he just does it. Exactly. But, but it's not maybe, genetics. Maybe it messed with his sperm. Yeah. It's magic, Matt. You don't or know. Or Sidorak said, okay, here you go. Your kid, too. You don't know. That's... You don't know. Yeah, you didn't That's write the movie. What happened, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, it's it's uh, it's wacky, boy oh boy. But DC, it would be funny, wouldn't it? Though, like a couple years from now, they just retcon and 
DDO never left. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I don't know who comes in or what, but I hope they settle on something because uh, it's hard to watch Professor Biggs go through the tumult of a new uh, a new retcon every few years. And it is. It's trying on the soul. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just a quick shout out off. Uh, Professor Biggs uh, read your announcement on Facebook, and here's wishing the best to you and your mom, and and uh, hoping that. Uh, that um, the good news uh, continues to uh, to remain. Absolutely. So, God bless you, man. Weekend Geek! Bum, bum, bum. Yay! Yay! Wow. It's a new week! Let's get some more old white guys here. There are four of us in here. Yeah, hey. put them in the... I've been ah! glad you're here, man, baby, because you'll love this next one. A new Star Wars movie is in development. Oh, yeah! yeah! Something for me to hate. I'm back. And I it, heard Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be by uh, Luke Cage writer Matt Owens and slight director J.D. Dillard. What? The still-developing story doesn't identify whether the project will be in theaters or Disney+. Plus. It's not clear whether Dillard will direct the movie, which reportedly isn't the same film pitch as the ones recently reported by Marvel creative Kevin Feige, nor the longer-brewing film cycle from The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson. At last, What name did you say? God, it's Ryan Johnson, R-I-A-N. Ruin Johnson, who destroyed Star Wars and, and made me the man-baby I am today? <laughs> <laughs> At last check, Johnson would still sounded optimistic about his Star Wars movie trilogy, reportedly set outside the Skywalker story world. Though we don't know what they'll be exactly, Disney has already slated future Star Wars movies for December of 2022, 2024, and 2026. Uh, with Slight, his 2016 directorial debut, Dillard earned the early admiration from J.J. Abrams. Slight caught the eye of critics with its sci-fi story of street magicians blending genres into a film that's part crime drama, part exploration of the mystery that separates science from magic, and part superhero origin story. In addition to his writing work on Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Owens is also involved in Netflix's upcoming One Piece uh, live-action movie we talked about last week. Uh, Eli Roth's next project is a film adaptation of the Borderlands video game franchise. Oh boy. Borderlands deals with the future colonization of other untamed planets and the wealth to be found on them. Uh, add in former criminals, deadly beasts, alien technology, treasure hunts, and a Deadpool-like <laughs> sense of humor. And that's kind of the basic gist. Uh, Craig Mazin, uh, creator of HBO's Chernobyl, wrote the latest draft of the movie's screenplay. Avi Arad, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man producer, is along to executive produce. Uh, while Roth is known for small-scale and extremely graphic horror projects like Hostel and Cabin Fever, he's recently skewed more toward commercial uh, family-friendly films. His last film was The House with the Clock in Its Walls, aimed at the younger set. Uh, Borderlands movie, I'm all in. Uh, mm. I never really played the... Um the, the games, but I'm not really into like loot shooters or whatever. And it is so. that it's it's a first person Diablo game yeah. when it comes down to it. Uh, but uh, highly addictive in its loot grabbing, not enough that not Civ Six Civilization. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh! 
addicting, but uh, but a lot of fun, and a lot of that comes from the humor of the games themselves. There's not a lot of story to the games overall, but there's a lot of great characters yeah. in the games, yeah. and a lot that can be done within that world. I know they've done some novels based in that world, haven't read any of them, but... I think you can make a good movie out of it. I but I don't know if you can make a good movie doing the stories they've done in the games. That would kind of be my hope. Take that world that they've built. Uh, if you want to use some of the characters that are in there as main characters or otherwise, I've never played Tales from the Borderlands game though. That Telltale game series. Uh, I really need to do that because that's kind of the only example I know of. Somebody t- creating a game in, I'm sorry, a story in the Borderlands universe mm-hmm. that's meant to be a story to be told instead of a reason to shoot things from here to there. Oh, that's that's real. That's real fun right there. And one thing, at least Borderlands 3 has been doing really well, is the side quests have the more interesting stories because they're more insular. There is a larger overall arcing story about these two twins who are taking control of parts of the galaxy and everyone's looking for a vault because that's what you do in Borderlands. Mm. Uh, But you go on these little side quests that are just these beginning to end stories that are charming. Uh, Like the Genevieve one I brought up before that uh, Blythe Renee did the voiceover for the Genevieve Mm -hmm. AI. That was a charming story that you shot your way through. So I think there's a lot of things to mine in Borderlands. And I think Eli Roth... has the right mentality to do this. I know Roth has a lot of haters out there Mm -hmm. and I understand why they feel that way. But Roth has a lot of passion for what he does and he has a really quirky sense of humor. And I think if he brings those two, they will meld well with that property. That Telltale game, the Borderlands one, has a 86% Metacritic score. That's pretty solid. What I want to see Eli Roth do is come up with the, the video game movie Dopamine Button. That's right up his alley. It's right up my alley. There you go. In fact, I think my alley is a dopamine button. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Push, just t- tickle my dopamine button, Kay. Yeah, right up your alley. Uh, you know what? We haven't done it in a little bit. Let's do some red light, green light. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. They're gonna make We got to do, you know why? Not, not, I got a lot of these. <laughs> I you, got a lot. You know, Todd, you So don't, how many of these have already run through the theaters? And, <laughs> and that's just it. Every now and then I have to pull one out that we never got to yeah. because it's like almost out or already out. Mm-hmm. And I realize it. And I know one of these times I'm going to do one of these. Like, oh, yeah, I watched that last week. It was yeah. pretty good. Birds of prey, fellas. What big, do you guys think? Oh, <laughs> big, big uh, green light, big green light. Uh, but if it tells you anything, I brought six pages of notes to the yeah, show, as yeah. I usually do. Th- four of these are red light, green lights. Oh, boy. I have nine pages of notes total at home, and that's six pages of red light, green light. All right, Matt, let's crank these out. Yes. I'm just saying we have to crank them. We just got to do something. Yeah, and, and, and don't don't cop out and just be like red on everything. 
Yeah, there's nothing here about maple leaves. You'll be good. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Or nights. First red. movie. First first movie up. So Chuck Gibson, a Zamboni driver. <laughs> oh, table flip. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Red light, green light. I got some pictures on my desk. Uh, we got to get through some of these because we got to spend some money, but we got to spend it wisely. We got to make money back on this shit. All right. No, if it, only, if it doesn't make $1 billion, I'm red lighting it. $1 billion. Hey, you know hey, what? $1 billion. You're red lighting it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how my studio works, okay? <laughs> the only man to keep his job forever. <laughs> yeah, <really>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Red light, green lights, HBO Max. That's that uh, streaming service. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Not starting like off good. <laughs> Not starting off good. <laughs> is developing an anthology series based on Scholastic's Point Horror books. The show, currently titled Point Fear, explores the horrors of being a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're... Okay. I like it. <laughs> Picture start and Lionsgate Television are producing each episode will be inspired by one of the books in this series, which had names like The Babysitter. Beach House. I'm liking it more. And the boy next door. You sure this is HBO Max <laughs> and not Cinemax? <laughs> <laughs> According to the media outlet's report, although the series will be geared for modern audiences, it will also give a nod to the 1990s, which makes it unclear if the episodes take place in the 90s or will just provide nostalgia-inducing Easter eggs. Good. We got all that plaid in storage we need to Dust off and get out. R.L. Stein, who wrote many of the Point Horror books, will executive produce the series, Ooh. along with Yvonne M. Bernard, John M. Chu will direct and also executive produced. Launched by Scholastic in 1991, the Point Horror young adult books were geared for those wanting something a little edgier than the Goosebumps <laughs> series. Authors included Stein, Richie Talsnaski, Cusick, and Diane Ho. Diane Ho, huh? <laughs> Gentlemen, HBO Max's... <laughs> I lost K. <laughs> HBO Max's point horror. <laughs> All right, it was going to get a red for me because HBO Max, but you brought me back with the R.L. Stein being involved in it. Right, this this was R.L. Stein writing for teenagers instead yeah. of little kids. Yeah, so I'm going to green light it. All right. Yeah. Just yeah, for that. Green light. <clears throat> you know what? I never read any of the books. I read some of the Goosebumps ones. Yeah, as did I. Yeah, you, no. you kind of couldn't miss them after a while. I had to read them to children. I worked at a bookstore, and I was in charge of Kids Day every Saturday <laughs> morning. But one time, we did a kids' night. Oh. <laughs> well, that You couldn't get away with that nowadays. That explains the restraining order. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Kids night, wow. And it was around October, (laughs) and we were going to read a Goosebumps book to the kids. And they had the punch and the things and so on, and there was about seven or eight kids that came. But I remember this one little girl. If you haven't read a Goosebumps book, they all work the same way. There's a chapter. The chapter ends with a cliffhanger that leads to nothing. It's just like, and Stephen went into the bedroom, and then it jumped at him. 
and then the chapter ends and then it turns out the next chapter it's his cat that jumped at him and oh that, okay yeah, that's so just a whole bunch i thought of, you meant nothing as in it never gets resolved oh. <laughs> Yes. Like, yeah. So three so, books later, you're still wondering what the fuck happened to poor Stephen. The worst of red herrings is what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. So this little girl's like, "This is shit." Here's a point fear book. <laughs> no, she oh. was ref. The other kids were like, kind of into it and so on. But every time at the end of those chapters, she was outright terrified. She would her her hands would be clutched up to her mouth, and she would just just tighten right up and just eyes really big. And I'd be like, "No, it's okay. You're gonna be okay." Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Do not do that. Do not do the bard while you're talking about kids. While you're patting the kid. No kids, no bard. Let's just queeby right now. (laughs) Can you imagine doing that nowadays? Like a Goosebumps. Can you imagine a bard reading Goosebumps novels? I bet it jumped at him. Oh my God! So uh, see, that's the, that's a Patreon gold. The Bard reads. <laughs> <laughs> what we've lost all of our Patreon followers. Red, green. Oh wait, no, you greened. Oh, I yeah. greened. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm greening it. In fact, it's okay. green, yo. In fact, just I I I think I want to find one of these point horror books and read one because it's gonna be. Fun. I'm sensing another Geek Shock Radio play. <laughs> It's. It seems to me it would meld my love for Canadian melodrama high school stories <laughs> with horror, because that's what it's going to be, right? Maybe they did a Degrassi one. That's what point I mean. Horror, that's, Degra- that, yeah, no, that's what I mean. But yeah. maybe, maybe like point horror, Degrassi. I'm fully down. <laughs> comes like, here we go. I'm looking it up. Point horror HBO. No, the books. Yeah, and. Uh, I, uh, between the babysitter, beach house, and the boy next door, I'd probably choose beach house. Although babysitter is intriguing, so point horror. How about monkeys out there? Did you read any of the point horror books in in the '90s or or since? I'm curious as to what you think. So, uh, if you wouldn't mind, put your thoughts on the uh, Geek Shock uh, Shock Monkeys Lair, because this one, I'm point curious. The Boyfriend, 1992, R.L. Stein. See, yeah, yeah. Let's read what that one's about. Oh, okay. You're gonna give me a gonna give me a little rundown. Oh, I don't know. Three point seven out of five on Goodreads. Hmm. You know what? That's not bad for Goodreads. I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty decent score for Goodreads. So, oh, are, so, are you going to so, read it? So her recently deceased boyfriend returns from the grave. Okay. Her life is no longer a laughing matter. That's all it is. I'm down. That's I'm all absolutely says. down for this. So wait a zombie. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's no longer a laughing matter after he returns from the grave. So yes. going to the grave. <laughs> yes, it's all. That was a hoot. Laugh, a hoot. <laughs> but, yeah. Her recently deceased boyfriend returns from the grave. Her life is no longer a laughing matter. That's the extent of the description that this gives me. Wow. <laughs> I'm still down. Green light. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, another pitch on the desk. We seem to agree with that one. It's going to make tons of money because it's going to be HBO Max, and we know that one's going to be a big success. All right, red light, green light. Will Wheaton was announced to be host slash commissioner for Game Master this spring. The reality esports series premiering on a to-be-determined streaming service 
sees 12 amateur esports contestants from around the country living under one roof and participating in a competition broadcast all around the world. Spanning nine episodes and more than two dozen video game titles, Whedon will send a single player home each week, and by the end, two gamers duke it out for the $100,000 in cash prize and the honor of calling themselves Game Master. Quote, Game Master takes the love of gaming and elevates it to a whole new level through the first immersive multi-platform head-to-head competition for both casual and diehard gaming fans, said the show creator and executive producer John Culp. Our players won't play the same game from noon to night. They will play different games throughout, and at the end, the person that has the best cumulative score will be crowned the champion. So, gentlemen, what do you think about Game Master for an unknown streaming service? Red light it, because I don't care about watching other people play video games. Ah, all right. I want to play my own video games when it comes to esports. I don't like watching like Team Liquid versus whatever do their bullshit. So, red light from me. Red light on Team Liquid. Green light. Um, I hate reality shows. I don't. <clears throat> I don't care much for esports uh, or anything, but I like Will Wheaton. So, oh, okay, so just uh, Will's a good guy. one for the team. One for the team. Do some more tabletop, Will. There you go. He's very, he's he's very good at he that is. sort of thing. This, you're right. This is kind of what he's made for. Yes, it actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna green light it, and then I'm gonna. The reason why is one word, and that word is Starcade. Starcade is a very forgotten game show in the 80s where at the beginning it was two teams i don't know i don't think they're teams i think they're individual people uh, probably yeah, i think it's two different people they were given trivia questions about video games and then whoever got the highest score got to choose one of multiple arcade cabinets that were there in the studio and they had to compete head-to-head and have a time limit and whoever got the highest score in that time limit won that round and then whoever got the best two out of three rounds went to the final round where they would have to achieve a certain score in a certain amount of time. And it was at the time when arcades were brand new. We're talking the early 80s here, like 83, I think it was the 83, 84 was the heyday of it. it was, Dragon's Lair was, was big when that show came out. And, and you can watch episodes of it on YouTube. It's, it's out there for anyone to see. And... It was a great way to see all these new arcade games, and that was the big, big draw of it. Uh, now we don't have that. But I think if it was all just centered on, like, we're going to follow a whole bunch of StarCraft players, and they're going to play StarCraft for nine episodes, and whoever, I'm, I'm out. But if you're talking nine episodes and 12 games, I think they're changing games enough so it's not going to be so boring, especially when there's that whole elimination reality show bent to it. I've uh, been watching uh, Lego Masters uh, lately, which is oh, the God, uh, Lego yeah. building elimination mm-hmm. game, and it's been phenomenal. It's the one watching these builds, watching the drama behind the builds, and watching the heartbreak when one falls apart because it wasn't because uh, someone bumped it wrong. Yeah, that's a little bit different though than it this. is. It is because this that's a creative element where yeah. there's nothing really creative in this, no. and. I'm not one to really watch people play video games either, except certain kinds of games. 
like watching Professor Addy play uh, Subnautica. That was phenomenal because watching him go through the experience of all the surprises that you come through in that game after you've, you've experienced and kind of reliving that through someone else's eyes. That's a cool thing. What I, I still watch people play Minecraft to this day because there's a big creative element to it, and there's some very entertaining people that have found ways to make that entertaining. Yeah, I honestly don't know where this could fall in that. And, and I was really heading toward a green light, but now I'm kind of in the middle with that red light on it because of that lack of creative aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes down to it, I'm running the studio here, and this is a cheap show to make. So even if it misfires, we ain't going to be out of all that much money. So I'm willing to risk it a little more with this one and green light it. Green light across that one. There you go. Boom. Plus, I like Will Wheaton. He's a stand-up guy. There you go. Boom. All right. We got time for one more. I had wow. six pages of this. Okay. I got We got through three. <laughs> three. That's about how we work here in this boardroom, okay? <laughs> The lunchtime re- yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your lunch is a bottle of scotch, yeah, it's lunchtime. <laughs> Director Ava DuVernay will be trying her hand at another comic book adaptation for HBO Max, the streaming service. The Wrinkle in Time filmmaker has been tapped to direct the pilot episode for the streaming service's upcoming take on Vertigo's DMZ comic. Its title, standing for Demilitarized Zone, the comic book from writer Brian Wood ran for a total of 72 issues between 2005 and 2012. Set in the future aftermath of a terrible civil war, Manhattan has been designated a DMZ, filled with roving gangs and warlords. The story follows a female medic who roams the once great city, saving lives and searching for her lost son. DMZ is an extension of the Verne's first look deal at Warner Brothers Television, which was announced last November. So, comic book DMZ as a series on HBO Max. Red light, green light. Oh, green light. <clears throat> I like it. New York City sounds kind of post-apocky, maybe dystopian. I don't... Uh, don't I do re- get a little sca- escape from New York from this. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't read it, so I don't know much about the comic, but uh, right there, I'm liking what I hear. I'll give it a New York green light. Uh, what's that mean? What's a New York green light? Just uh, Is that just you walk through the red? <laughs> that, that's a... <laughs> That, that's a that's yeah that's a walk to the red. You're okay? ignoring the red and going ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's a oh, we're walking here. Hey, we're walking here. That's that's a New York green. Okay, right there. I did read some of the comics. I think I read the first two volumes, and uh, I liked what I read. Uh, I can't remember a whole lot of it, so it didn't really stick. But I remember enjoying it. And frankly, if it's Vertigo, they're gone. I already missed them. Keep them around. If it takes TV shows to do it, do it. It's, this is this is a green light out of passion, not out of anything. Yeah, did they just, I could lose my job, and that's what I'm saying. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Did they just like go out of business, or someone bought them up? Uh, no, no, no. DC it's, announced they're just ending. It's an, oh, yes. it's an imprint of DC. Right. So, yeah, right. so now they're doing DC Black instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Can I have. D- yeah, to Can be DC fair, yeah. can't have DC White. <laughs> Maybe DC Black. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, to be fair, I have read some of Joe Hill's new comics from the DC Black line. Mm. Pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say pretty good stuff. Okay. Uh, you know what? We went through that one kind of quickly. So let's do another. <laughs> a New York Green. <laughs> yeah, New York Green. Yeah, That's a New York Green. Move your street to street real quick. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. We got time for this one and this one only. Red light, green light. Turner and Hooch. Disney Plus's adaptation of the classic 1989 buddy cop comedy feature has received a formal 12-episode series order. I feel the same way. The TV series reboot comes from Burn Notice creator Matt Nix and 20th Century Fox TV, where Nix has an overall deal. The hour-long series... Hour-long... Mandalorian was half... Hour-long series revolves around Scott Turner, who is now a U.S. Marshal versus a police detective in the movie and his dog. When an ambitious button-up U.S. Marshal inherits a big unruly dog, he soon realizes the pet he didn't want. Uh, Nix is in the Turner and Hooch series. Uh, writer and director. Josh Levy. <laughs> what? I, 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 my, my sentence makes no sense. <laughs> Absolutely no sense. I'm going to read that again, and it's not going to make any sense to anyone. When an ambitious, buttoned-up U.S. Marshal inherits a big, unruly dog, he soon realizes the pet he didn't want. Nix is the Turner and Hooch series. Oh, there's no period there. (laughs) The pet he didn't want, period. Nix is the Turner and Hooch series writer, executive, producer. Josh Levy, uh, who did Bones, is co-executive producer. The 1989 movie starred Tom Hanks as Detective Scott Turner and Beasley as Hooch, the large, slobbery dog he reluctantly takes in following the murder of his longtime friend, Hooch's owner. The film was a box office hit, grossing $71 million on a $13 million budget. Gentlemen, Disney Plus streaming service, Turner and Hooch, red light, green light. Red light. Leave this one in the 80s. <laughs> Red light it. Red light. That was one of the worst pitches ever. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Would have been better with a period in it? Nah, nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with that. Yeah, somewhere like uh, after Turner. <laughs> the Turner Diaries on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> He's on yeah, Disney+. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I'd... Green like that before drinking like this pile oh, of shit. No, that's a, that's a, <laughs> a steaming pile of hooch red lights oh. right there. Steaming pile right out of my, you know where. What's in your hooch? Write to us, comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. Commander K. <laughs> it's a silence. Just Matt. Just Matt. <laughs> Zamboni Matt. Zamboni Matt. Yeah, there we go. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Can't be just Matt because, yeah, just Michael. Yeah, that's true. Zamboni Matt. Yes, there's so Uh, many more of these. We're going to, in future Red Light Green Lights, we're going to have Atomic Monster. We're going to have a show that Robert England is going to be a part of. Green Light, Green Light. Maniac Cop is going to work on it. Green Light. There's there's so many things. He's he's a Maniac Cop? Uh, No, it's a whole different thing. Is Robert Davi coming back? The bone white. There you go. See, There's Matt, your white that, man. There you go, yeah, Matt. Yeah, There's yeah. your show. There you bone go. white. Bone white. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there you go. Post that on Reddit. Oh, you'll get Major Man all up in arms. Yeah.